In every generation, there are the chosen ones, the fanboys, the observers, the keepers of useless trivia. They alone must stand against the forces of television drama tropes. They are continuous play. It's about power. Who's got it? Who knows how to use it? So, what do you guys want to do tomorrow? Nothing strange. Well, mini golf is always the first thing that comes to mind. I think you could do better than that. I was thinking about shopping, as per usual. Oh, there's an okay. R&B in the new mall. I can use a few items. I'll leave the discusses. Save the world, go to the mall. I'm having a wicked shoe craving. Aren't you on the patch? Those never work. And here I am, invisible to the eye. See, I need a new look. It's this whole eye patch thing. The earth is definitely doomed. Welcome to Continuous Plays, The Art of Slaying, a Buffy the Vampire Slayer retrospective featuring Brian Thomas. But I'm known you were coming and baked the cake. And Jay Newcastle. Are you ready to finish this? Buffy the Vampire Slayer is the copyright of Fox Television Studios and any discussion of the characters, episodes, or music is strictly for entertainment purposes only. Welcome to The Art of Slaying, a Buffy the Vampire Slayer retrospective. I'm Jay. And I'm Brian, and we're here to talk about Season 7, Episode 14, First Date, written by Jane Espenson. While Buffy and Giles disagree on removing Spike's chip, Giles reveals how he got away from the bringer's attack. Finally! Yes! Oh. Buffy, wanting to know more about Principal Wood, agrees to go on a date with him. Ooh. They are jumped by a group of vamps, and he shows off some Slayer-like skills by dusting a few. He explains that he is a son of a slayer that was killed in New York and was raised by her watcher. Xander also finds himself on a date when he impresses a girl with his rope knowledge. Mm-hmm, poor Xander. <laughs> However, her interest in him is to open the seal beneath the school again. Yeah. Spike, Buffy, and Principal Wood arrive and rescue Xander. During the fight, Principal Wood learns Spike is a vampire. A fact that makes him uneasy. Spike tells Buffy he should leave town, but she pleads with him to stay because she's not ready to let him go. Aww. The first appears to Principal Wood as his dead mother and leads him to understand that it was Spike who killed her decades ago. And that is the plot summary for Episode 14, First Date, Jay. Dun, dun, dun. More on Principal Wood finally. We yes. finally, finally find out where he lies, his allegiance, mm. what his background is for the most part. And, you know, I think it's kind of cool that they tie it back to Spike's last Slayer kill. I think yep. that's kind of neat. Yeah, I, I was down for that. I mean, the, you know, we always wondered, well, you know, we know he got his coat from that one. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, some of the Biliata look and all that stuff was going on back then. And he's just sort yeah. of held on to it all these years. He got... Part of his scars from there. I mean, I, that's been, they've used that kill a few times. I think mm -hmm. one time last season they had him, you know, reenacting that with Buffy as a way to show her how he killed the Slayers, right? And so they've gone back to it. And I like that they tie him into that. That makes sense. I mean, uh, yeah. It, it, they needed to explain his path out to set some point that he, he was down with all this bad Absolutely. stuff. Now, what did you think of the fact that? A Slayer had a child. Yeah, that's the other thing. Boy, I mean, you talk about really just, that's the thing that rocks Buffy's world is because she's mm -hmm. always assumed, I can never have children. I'll never have, you know, a quote, normal life, any of that stuff. You know, she's even given up on that at this point. Yeah. Now to hear him say that, 
but you know the thing we don't know is who's his father and maybe he was born before she was called as a slayer we don't know all of those details well if we follow the logic she was already a potential to begin with true right? true she obviously had to work with her watcher and whatever else so she had to do something now maybe she before she knew she was a potential or whatever she had the child that that could be two and then you wonder why she was chosen but i think it gives buffy a little hope in, in the long run that she can lead a kind of normal life mm-hmm. as a slayer she can have ki- children get married whatever and, yep. and i agree with you it's it'd be interesting to find out who his father was because obviously he's not in the picture right but i i thought it was an interesting little fact that they threw out there that he was the child of a slayer and something you never heard of before. yeah the, the child of the, the Slayer in New York, you know, that, mm-hmm. that uh, Spike kill. I I liked all of that. I like the fact that it comes out over a date, too. And, you know, there'd been a mm-hmm. little bit of that interest and flirtation and stuff for a while. So he finally just asked her out, you know. And I'm like, yeah. ah, you know what? Yeah, but Bobby needs to go on just a date, you know, with a somewhat normal person. Oh, well, of course, he can't be normal. But, you well, know, no. but, 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 that, but you know what? Good. Uh, compared to some of Buffy's other first dates, uh, this one's pretty mm-hmm. uh, pretty good. I mean, they have a good conversation, decent dinner, it sounds like. You know, I mean, it wasn't until later they had to start slaying stuff. So I thought it worked out pretty good. So She doesn't have to explain anything to him. Exactly. About what like, she fights and all that. So, yeah, I mean, that was, that was a good deal. And obviously, this wasn't a, a date, a romantic type date, right? This was a get to know you type date and, and feel each other out as far as what they're doing. Well, you know what? I th- I think you're you're right, especially for Buffy. But I'm going to tell you, I don't think Principal Wood was ready to just be you know locked in the friend zone per- well, permanently there. Because I, I would disagree. Okay. I would disagree. I, I, don't, I, don't, I think... don't think he was trying to you know uh, toot it and boot it or nothing. But I, I do think he he wanted <laughs> to uh, to to get to know Buffy, and I think he liked her. I really did. And I think the I... fact that she is a slayer, and I think maybe he's been tipped off to some of these things. Maybe he was curious if she was well, or whatever. I think that's what is neat about it, but I, I think he wanted something a little bit more. I don't think so. I, and here's my my thing: is that he bumps in there in some very interesting situations. Mm-hmm. Um, they bumped into each other in areas that uh, probably they shouldn't have. So I think he was just curious. Okay. And I think that this was his way to get to know her a little more and try to find out what her story is. I don't think there was any romantic inclination at all from either of them. Okay. Um, although Buffy, you know, flirts with the idea that it's possible they could have something. I don't think that's what she went for. She went to learn about him because he's been mysterious to her and everyone else. Uh, especially you and I, as we talk about this, what's his role? Where is he going? You know, is he good? Is he bad? You know, she's had those same thoughts as well as the season rolls on. So I think this is all feeling out process for both of them. And I don't think any romantic things were ever to be implied. And especially with the rules of, uh, uh, principal and uh employee relationships i don't think that would have gone over well Well, uh, i'm just gonna say i could see that but i've known a lot of teachers that dated one another and one was in the same department as the other that's teachers you're talking about your boss uh, yeah i guess so but i mean buffy's not even qualified to have that job anyway so let's not not get started (laughs) on that as it is so I, i will i will say this though i I think it was definitely a friend date, but there was something else there, at least at first. But then the fact that they, they get on a subject matter that they didn't totally realize they had in common made it uh, you know very fun to watch the two people sit there and just talk about stuff and share information mm-hmm. and all this. And I wondered to myself if Buffy put it together that his mother is the one that Spike killed. What, you know, If she knows that, any of that stuff. I doubt it. 
Yeah. Um, I, I don't think that she put that together. I don't think she has yet, even as we go further into the season. And even he didn't get that at first. Um, mm-hmm. he didn't, he didn't know. His more concern was why is Buffy fighting alongside a vampire, right? Right. And that's a concern that a lot of them have throughout this series when they learn, you know, when she was fighting with Angel, there were people who wondered why that was going on then. When she's fighting with Spike, people are wondering why she's fighting alongside a vampire because they know good versus evil and that's it. They don't realize that there are you know, demons out there that help and demons out there who are not evil and this and that. So yeah. it's kind of cool to see those kind of reactions. The The best part of this episode was the ending. And, and, and we'll get to that when we get to that, because mm-hmm. that, I think, was uh, a very cool way to put some more doubt on Principal Wood that we, I mean, we've had a lot of doubt on Principal Wood as we've gone forward in this series so far. This even furthers that. We finally figured out, or finally thought we figured out who he was and what side he's playing for. Now, oh wait, let me throw this wrench in there. And I like that. It does. It keeps the mystery up on a character while at the same time revealing a lot about him. And that's mm-hmm. a hard thing to do, but well done here. So I'm, I'm with you. I enjoyed that that part of it too. Uh, yeah. We also got to talk about the fact that Giles finally lets the uh, cat O out of the old bag. Thank God. That right? he's pretty much a friggin' ninja. Is, uh, is the answer is like, oh, how did I get yes. out of it? I heard his shoes squeak. I'm like, well, right? you're, you're a ninja. You're James Bond now. I was like, man, Giles, okay. I, maybe he is that bad of a dude, but he needs to employ those skills more often. That was that's some next level stuff right there. Yeah, I, I, a little unbelievable. Um, but hey, whatever folks, but I would have been more apt to say I saw him out of the whites of his eyes. You know, that, well, again, that's some James Bond level stuff right there. Man. Definitely <laughs> is. However, or out of the glare of my glasses, you know, anything mm-hmm. would have made more sense. But to hear the squeak of his tennis shoes, I mean, what's the bringer wearing tennis shoes for? Shouldn't well, I, be look, running look, around man, with little cloth go, shoes. If you got to go chase down these chicks that can run really fast, you need some <laughs> you need good. Your, you need, some need good, your Air Jordans. You need some good kicks on. You can't be out there running around in some boots. And stuff. Put put on the Lebrons. <laughs> look, look. The first the first is a lot of things, but cheap with the footwear is not one of them. Okay, <laughs> I, it, it allowed Glory to uh, you know indulge in the fashion. So I, I'm there okay with that. So. I thought it was funny, though. But we do get an explanation, finally, that he was able to block the very sharp axe that was coming at his head with his hand and then fight off this bringer. Again, again Giles is a ninja now, too. So. I, don't, I don't know that I'm throwing my hand up to block an axe, but that's just me. I Although, I guess losing a hand is better than losing a head. Uh, I would. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I've never done either, Brian. But I'm gonna go out on a limb and say yes. <laughs> yes. So, you are, Good call. Good you call. Are right on with that assumption, sir. It, but, it uh, was. It was nice to see them finally pay that off because, like I said, that was how many episodes ago now, Jay? At least four or five. I mean, gosh, we've been wondering about it for a while now. You know, the thing that was neat about it, Brian, is they have him tell this, and they show just little flashes of it. Like they don't show us the whole thing, you know. Mm-hmm. And so. Part of me wonders, is Giles embellishing that just a little bit? Maybe not. It, that'd be kind of against his nature, but I, I don't know. I uh, I thought uh, the fact that they bothered to explain it, and, and I'll say this too, and I have no proof of this, but you know the shows were coming out as they were still producing the season. Maybe the writers at one point decided, oh, Giles is going to be bad this time. And then they decided, you know what, now we don't want to do that. And they made him good. You know, cause at one time, yeah. like, like the, you know, the famous story is at one time Han Solo was going to die at the beginning of Return of the Jedi and, and George Lucas wouldn't have it. But, you know, that was in the original treatment. 
and scripts was that he was going to be dead. And then they were like, no, nah, we can't do that. So I wonder if that wasn't at least toyed with at some point of Giles being evil in these last two episodes. They've just dashed that. But I, again, don't have any proof on it. I've never read anything that corroborated that. I'm just sort of assuming and wondering if that's not what they were doing there. Yeah, I don't know. First off, uh, Han Solo being dead at the beginning of Return of the Jedi would have totally blown the ending of Empire Strikes Back, and <laughs> that would have been stupid. However, <laughs> well, that's a different talk. I, I don't know if they were looking at that as a potential possibility. I would hope not. I mean, it would make, to me, no sense to turn him evil. We've already gone that path with Willow. We don't need to go back with another Scooby gang member. It, it's just not needed to have her friends keep turning on her. That Mm-hmm. To me, why I have friends if they're all going to turn on you? Well, maybe right? not so much turn. Like I would have been okay if they had followed the three logic of last time that they were playing yeah. with. That no, he really did get his head chopped off, and this is a better replicant or whatever that the first yeah, thing got going on because you know the Ripper had magic. I don't know. I'm I'm giving it a whole lot that's not even too there, much so. thought there. Jay. Yeah, I'm, I'm thought. way too much into <laughs> something they don't even care about. But I do like the the thing I do like is that he's telling her this in the context of. Hey, uh, why did you decide to have the chip removed out of spite? Because I'm not down with that. Yeah, and and, they, and she's like, well, I don't really care when you're called. And I'm like, whoa, it's this is standing up to dad in a big way now, Buffy. Well, and it is, and and I, I thought it was needed, right? Because mm-hmm. Giles, you're not there. You don't know what's been going on with that whole situation this whole time. You you've been hiding out in England, so you don't have a say in this anymore. And and I like that Buffy kind of basically says, you know, not your call. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I made the call because I think it's what's best for my team. I think it's what's best for us in this fight. And if you have a problem with it, that's your deal. Yeah, I mean, she pretty much puts him in his place. But yeah. let me ask you, though, was it the right call, Brian? Should she have had that ship repaired? Or were you good with you know her saying, nope, we're taking it out and we're done with the ship? Get the damn thing out of his head. <laughs> We've been saying that since season freaking four. Yeah. Get the damn thing out of his head. And so, yes, it was definitely the right choice. There's no need for it to be there. It just makes it stupid, uh, the storyline with Spike. So now that it's gone, we've got good things now. He, he's got to prove himself good by not attacking human beings, you know, not turning evil. So I think it's a better storyline for him to follow than it would have been with the chip were repaired. Because then it just makes him a impotent vamp again. True, true. I'm with you. I'm glad that they either had to do it or not at this point, or he needed to have died a long time ago. I'm still right. on that tip that I would have been okay if Spike was dead. But you mm-hmm. know, the, it, if they're going to keep him around, at least unneuter him, if you will. Exactly. So, yeah that that's that has played itself out, and I'm I'm done with that storyline too. So. Um, okay. And I'm glad that they are as well. So no, I like the the biggest thing to me though is the way Buffy stands up to him. Like, I, I think that's important arc-wise. And- well, and it shows that she's in charge, right? Mm-hmm. And we need to set that. And we started last episode. We're, we're showing it again here. And mm-hmm. she's the one who's going to lead this fight. She's got the experience now, and she's been in the thick of it. So I think that's a good thing as well. Absolutely. Let's talk about poor Xander, Jay. Oh, yes. This is the other thing. Buffy's on a date, but so is Xander. He meets this nice or supposedly nice woman <laughs> who finds him funny and goes on this date. And, of course, poor Xander. It turns out that she is none other than another demon. Hey, at least she wasn't a praying manis. That's all I can say. <laughs> I mean, but you know what? The dude has had no luck at all. Has he ever right? gone out with a normal girl? Other than Cordelia? Cord- yeah. 
and that's calling, about it. Calling Cordy normal is a stretch. Well, but I see what but you're saying. At least she's human. Yeah, she was a human. <laughs> so he he's had he's had it with her. He got screwed by Faith. Of course, Anya, who's an ex demon. Does Anya yep. count though? Because she was ex demon when she was with him. So she well, was, she was human. She just was. She just had a lot of knowledge. She couldn't do anything extraordinary anymore. So true. But I, I would still consider it. You know, his luck. <laughs> true, true. It, it, it is his lot in life, apparently, to date these women that he, or he goes for these women who he want to kill him, who yeah. want to kill him or, or potentially could. And that should be noted. That's nothing new. Xander's yeah. first crush on this show was what? Buffy, who mm-hmm. most assuredly could kill him if she, oh, yeah. if she wanted to. So he's always gone for the kind of girl that's dangerous for him. I just hate that it keeps happening to the old boy. Cause well, I know like, he finally, you know, we're, we're, we're seeing him attempt to move on from Anya and things are going so well only to have him stripped and hung from the same Jesus cross that Spike was and attempt to be drained of his blood. The poor guy can't catch a break. Here's the deal with this though for the first. Again, stupid, stupid, stupid evil moves here. What, okay, let's get another Tarot Khan. You know, she didn't kill that other one fast enough. <laughs> okay. Well, and, and here's the thing. That's not even the first. That's just some demon who wants to bring out an Uber vamp. What's up What's with that? The, yeah, that that's the problem I'm having with this. Like, that didn't make any sense. They what, needed what? to bring the big bad back in here. We already had one episode where it wasn't the big bad doing all this stuff to people. It was, you know, freaking Amy. So why are we doing this again with some random demon? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it just didn't make sense that she would. Well, first of all, where did she learn about this? If it, if the demon's doing that on behalf of the first, like, I'm like, you need to do your own evil. Doing it by proxy is not working well for you first. You know, like, this isn't, yeah. that doesn't make any sense to keep farming out that kind of work. At some point, bring the, the technicians back to the main office. I don't get why we keep going down this, uh, this path and and it's all about the blood opening the seal and at this point i'm going it's like buffy gonna have to cut her wrists or something on that seal at the season ender to close this thing up that seems to be everything we're opening up the seal of a motley crew or whatever it is so yeah yeah it's called the seal of dan zalfer well, it's a lot. It's a lot cool. It's a lot cooler in uh, their video. I'll just say, too, 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 too young. <laughs> and to shout at the devil. I think it's in too young to fall in love. Actually, I think but it's yeah. in everything from back then. But. Yeah, e- either way, either way, it's it's much cooler then, and the soundtrack was certainly better. So. Yeah. Um, the only other thing to note here, and it's really just because it happened. Uh, the first tries to again get the weakest link, Andrew, to do his bidding. But this time he's outsmarted because the gang has put a wire on him. <laughs> yes. So we learn that no, you can't see the first when he's talking with Andrew, but you can apparently hear him. Yeah. Yep. Loud but, and clear. Yeah. I thought that was kind of silly. Yeah. That that's a little ridiculous. I mean, but at least they were smart enough to go. Yeah, we probably shouldn't trust Andrew, and and you shouldn't. So, you know, they're they're at least gonna tap in, and and if worst case scenario, we'll we'll. Uh, just record him walking around talking to himself all night. Best case, maybe something happens. And he gets <laughs> well, maybe figure out what he was talking about, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, or, or best case scenario, he falls down a well. But, you know, that's, yeah. that's not going to happen either. So. Nope, unfortunately. Nope. Uh, but anyway, mm-hmm. well, Jay, I, I think we're at the point of the podcast now where we give our dustings rating. So what is your dustings rating for season seven, episode 14, first date? Well, you know, again, not bad, uh, but, uh, Ah, there's some stuff in here that's sticking for me too. That I'm, I'm just not 
as into. I think the interesting parts are the reveals about Principal Wood, the fact that the first appears to him as his mother and lets him know that it was, you know, or basically leads him down the path that it was Spike who um, killed her, and now we, you know, we're going to pit him against Spike. That sounds interesting, and uh, you know the. The rest of it, though, uh, wasn't that grand. So I'm going to give it a two dustings. I think it's a good two dustings, but not the greatest of episodes. Uh, not up there with the threes I've given this uh, this season. So I'm going to go two dustings on this episode. Well, I'm going to I'm going to actually give it a three dustings myself because I liked a lot of the stuff that went on here, and I really liked the ending with uh, Principal Wood learning that it was Spike who actually killed his his mother and I, I think we failed to discuss that a little bit but basically the first appears to principal wood as his dead mother and then lets him know that it's spike who killed her which leads us to well now what does principal would do is he a good guy is he a bad guy what's he gonna do um and i think that's an intriguing way to end it i liked the whole the whole date and i liked that we finally got something out of Principal Wood, what he's, what he's about and how come he took this job? Well, now we know why, because he knows about the hell mouth and what it all does, right? And mm-hmm. it, we've said it before, every principal who takes over there knows what goes on there. Um, so we get that now. That's good. Uh, Giles finally revealing how he survived. Thank God pays that off. That's been bugging me. So I'm glad we finally got that closed. Um, so yeah, I'm going to give it a three dustings. I really enjoyed this episode as a whole and, everything that went on and nothing really ticked me off in this episode. So that's where I go. All right. Well, folks, thanks for joining us on this latest episode of the art of slang. You can always find the back episodes in our catalog at our website, theartofslang.com. hook up with us on our social media, Twitter and Facebook. Hey, let us know who do you agree with more Brian or me on these last couple episodes since we've disagreed on the ratings. Um, and always leave us your comments. We appreciate your support until next time for Brian. I'm Jay. Thanks for listening to the art of slang. Buffy the Vampire Slayer is the copyright of Fox Television Studios and any discussion of the characters, episodes, or music is strictly for entertainment purposes only.